Wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes, 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 yes. For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Back here on WrestleRant Radio for Thursday, April 13th, 2023. Another week in wrestling in the books. Mr. Marceau, brother, how you doing? Doing well, how are you? I'm doing excellent. Listen, we're, we're just kind of getting off the WrestleMania buzz from last week, which was a very busy week in wrestling. This week was no different. We have a lot of stuff to get into. Uh, before we do new episodes every single week, every single Thursday usually, on WrestleRant.com, WrestleRantRadio.com iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music, and Pandora. You can rate the show, review the show, subscribe to the show. New episodes every single week. Uh, we're approaching the 10-year mark of the show, Mr. Marceau. We're about six months out from that. But in the meantime, we're celebrating all year long. Um, this week, though, we're talking a lot about Raw. We're going to be talking about Dynamite. I always say that when we talk for five minutes about it every single week. I'll try my best this week to spend a little bit more time on AEW before we wind down here today. Um, but I do want to start out with a couple news and notes from the last week that we didn't have a chance to talk about last week, including, you know, we recorded last Thursday, obviously. The following day on SmackDown, um, a Triple H appearance was advertised for the show, and unlike on Raw, he actually had something eventful to say this time, announcing a WWE draft. So as we go along here, again, I'm, I'm kind of progressing through the week of wrestling and what's been breaking since we last talked. The draft was announced last um, Friday on SmackDown by Triple H. No return date given exactly, although I think one insider Twitter account, I mean, if unless it's from Fightful or PW Insider, it might or melts or sometimes, um, it's not entirely credible, so take this with a grain of salt, but I think the projected date might be the day after Backlash, which would make sense because we have a lot of feuds still going on right now, stuff culminating at that pay-per-view on May 5th or 6th, I think it is. It's Saturday, May 6th, so we might get the draft on that Monday, May 8th, and maybe on SmackDown that week. That's typically how it's uh, gone in the past. They might you know, extend it over two days. Um, but I'm excited for this, and I'm also skeptical, because obviously I've always been, I, I think you have been as well, a big proponent of the brand extension of the brand split. Obviously, since Triple H took over, even prior to that point, they have not taken the brand split seriously. We have not gone to draft since the fall of 2021, there was a report last fall they weren't doing it at that point because it just didn't make any sense to do it going into Survivor Series. Even with the brand supremacy stuff kind of uh, gotten rid of, it just doesn't make any sense to do it at that point in the year as opposed to you know right after WrestleMania, which is what we're getting now. So unless this just doesn't happen, uh, before we kind of get deeper into the weeds here with our thoughts in the draft, your thoughts on the fact that it's coming back and is it worth getting excited about? Because, again, we haven't really seen exclusive rosters under Triple H. Do you think this could hit the reset button that they really need to hit as far as giving Triple H his own rosters? Will Vince McMahon have any involvement? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, if it's done right, I think it'll be good. Um, like I said, I feel like they do need a specific Raw and then SmackDown roster. I feel like they are kind of starting to bleed too much over on both shows. 
I mean, I understand like the Usos, like they're they're dealing with the tag team champions of Tenacle and both shows, so I get it to a point, and it's the hottest thing. So I guess you're going to do that a couple times, but I think you should focus more on one show and kind of build each show up. If you keep having so much bleed over, it makes each show not as like unique and I guess must see. I feel like. Yeah, I know there was always the belief among certain fans that maybe the networks wanted their own rosters, which I'm sure they do, but I'm sure if they wanted it that badly, then this would have been incorporated and uh, kind of established a long time ago under Triple H. I'm hoping that we get the draft. Then again, this is the first draft that we've gotten after WrestleMania in, in quite a few years. The draft for the last few years has been in the fall. They did the 2019 draft, 2020 draft, and 2021 draft, all in the month of October, late September. That's typically when they've done it before. Um, in the past, prior to that point, they did the Superstar Shakeup in twenty. They, we had two drafts in twenty nineteen, and none in twenty twenty two. But we had the Superstar Shakeup after Mania in twenty nineteen, after Mania in twenty eighteen, and in twenty seventeen. This is the first post WrestleMania WWE draft of that name since two thousand and eleven. So the first time in ten years. We don't know how this is going to shake out. I, I kind of find it hard to believe that you can do a legitimate draft without general managers. I mean, is that not one thing that sticks out to you as far as like, who's making these selections? The fucking, they, they used to say the networks, like the people at USA and Fox even give a shit really, aside from probably wanting Roman Reigns on their show. The rest of these moves don't really matter. Um, do you think that's one step they kind of need to take forward here as far as bringing back GMs? Cause I know it was played out years ago, but it's been so long since we've had GMs on the show, almost approximately five years. I think it would be a good move to bring them back now for a time like the draft. Yeah, I mean, they have Adam Pierce, but he's on both shows, so it's like, what's he going to favor one show over the other? Yeah, exactly. So I think they do need, like, maybe another, I mean, maybe another just person in that spot, like you said, to, like, I don't know, like, switch it up and, like you said, make it mean more. If it's just Adam Pierce picking, I mean, what what sense does that make? So, definitely it would be nice to have another person. I'm not sure exactly what, who you'd put in that role, but I think it would make more sense than what they're doing now. Going off the top of your head, are there any moves that you want to see made? And I say going off the top of your head because we, we really, I mean, I, I kind of know just from memory, but I think a lot of people would forget, okay, is this person on that show? Is this person on, on this show? Um, it's kind of hard to decipher currently because like Rey Mysterio is technically a SmackDown superstar that he's been on Raw pretty much every week for the last like month or so now. Uh, Dominic is on Raw. Um, Roman and the Bloodline are on SmackDown. Do you see any major moves being made? And with Vince McMahon probably having some influence on this draft, if not outright booking the whole thing alongside Triple H, and that could get messy, um, he always likes to split up some tag teams and some stables. Do you see that happening with any uh, particular tag teams like the Profits, maybe? We've heard a lot of talk over the last year specifically about Montez Ford being broken off as a single star. Could that finally happen in this year's draft, do you think? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think... Um, I mean, I would, I would honestly, I don't know if I'd say split them up per se, but I would definitely want to keep Rhea and Dominic together. I don't know if you have to bring the other two with them, um, but I definitely want Rhea and, and Dominic together. I feel like if you break him off from her, I feel like she, I mean, she is over, but I feel like you get like, you basically turn her baby face unless that's what you want. I mean, if you have him with her, I feel like she kind of is a heel at that point. But if you're going to bring Charlotte back as a heel anyways, I mean, I guess she would probably be the face this time. So I would say I would keep the profit. Like I said, I don't think you'd like split them up because I feel like Angela Dawkins would suffer just by WWE booking. Um, just, I don't know. I feel like the Alpha Academy, I feel like they're kind of honest. 
they're like teasing a split as it is now, so mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they split up. Damage control, I'd break up. I agree. Um, I'm trying to think what other teams there really are. Um, like, and maybe the OC they keep together. I mean, yeah, right I now. Keep them together. I want to break them up. I mean, that's the whole point why Gallows and Anderson are even back. I know they're not on the show now, but they're probably not on the show due to the fact that AJ isn't there, which is comical, but, you know, whatever. Um, um, I feel like I said, I can't really. I mean, like, what are you going to break up Los Lotharios? Like, bears. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like Strowman and, Strowman and, and Ricochet, I mean, they're not really even a team at that point, but, I mean, you could see that either one of them going their own separate ways. So, mm-hmm. I mean, for team-wise, I feel like I feel like most of those teams would probably most likely keep them together. Like I said, Alpha Academy seems like they're breaking. Um, I would keep the – like I said, if you keep breaking up these teams, there's not that many teams to begin with anyway. So, I think you try to keep as many teams together as you can. Um, like, once you're going to break up the Viking Raiders, you're going to have Eric by himself. Like, who cares? Like, they've been done. <laughs> so who cares? Yeah. I mean, they're barely together. Like, they're barely over as it is as a team, let alone if you broke them up. So, I think you keep most of the teams together. I think, if anything, like, maybe like maybe flop Theory to SmackDown and Gunther to Raw just to kind of change up that dynamic. I feel like Theory's been on Raw for so long that I feel like switching, just putting the U.S. title on SmackDown and, and Gunther on Raw could be a nice change of scenery because I feel like they've for especially for 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 theory, it's like who he's beating all the baby faces on Raw at this point. So mm. like flipping him the SmackDown wouldn't hurt. So besides that, I hate when like don't do like Rhea Roth and do the fucking dumb title change. Like that's so no. Th- I, I I honestly hope as part of this again. I don't know how much in creative control Triple H is at this point. We've had conflicting reports, and Raw was good this week, and reportedly Vince made minor changes remotely, whatever. Um, that's one of the biggest things I hope Triple H changes is the brand specific titles. It's so dumb. And like you said, it leads to those dumb title swaps, which was one of the worst segments in recent years between Becky and Charlotte on SmackDown back in 2021. So what would you do then? I would just make them, um, just give them new names. First of all, I would give them different designs. You can keep one of the designs, but like, this is a multi-step process and I'm surprised they haven't already done this, but... The Raw and SmackDown tag team titles, same exact thing. I would get rid. I would merge those titles. I just think there's not enough depth in each tag team division to justify having two tag team titles anymore. I mean, it's been done in the past, but I would probably just merge the tag team titles, have one undisputed tag team titles for the men, for the women as well, obviously, if they keep those championships, as pointless as they are, um, have two different mid-card championships, two different singular women's titles, and two different world championships. I just feel like that makes the most sense. I mean, if you could unite them and then, like, have Raw storylines, SmackDown storylines, and not kind of bleed. Like I said, I don't want the bleed over. Like, I think that's the biggest problem with the with the brand split is now. It's like there's so much bleed over from Raw to SmackDown. If you unite, unify the belts, I feel like that's what you're going to get. So, I mean, I think they should merge the belts. There's not enough teams that are even interesting enough to have two belts. Um so we'll see for the women's. Like you said, I feel like you do like the women's. I don't even know what, how what you call them, but I mean, even if you call it the women's universal title. If you really wanted to call it that, I really wouldn't care. But like you said, I think it's better than just flip. Oh, you're not on SmackDown. We're gonna flip the belts, and it's like you get a like when they like counted as like Charlotte Reigns and stuff like that. Like oh, now she's a like mm-hmm. <laughs> the dumbest thing ever. It's like that's just like manipulate. That's like manipulation. Like <laughs> you're manipulating it so you can, like. So she has another reign, even though she's already champion. So I would definitely try, like you said, try to change the names just so it is, so we don't. So like you said, even if not even like changing the name, but like so we could get more like changes. I guess like when we just flip the titles, it's just dumb. It's like with the name, it kind of like makes it 
dumb. So I would definitely change the names. I'd unify the women, the tag belts, if possible. Try to keep the bleeding from both shows to the minimal. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I, I I like the I like the U.S. and Intercontinental titles the way they look, and they're probably the newest ones they've probably changed recently mm-hmm. too. So you wouldn't change those, but I would flip Theory to SmackDown and Gunther and Imperium the Raw though. I was gonna say, would you keep Imperium together? Yes. Do you keep brawling brute? Are you of the same mindset as I am that Sheamus should be the one to beat Gunther, or do you think it should be someone else, or it's someone else you're not really thinking of right now? Um, it's a good question. I mean, I would probably because that affects the question as far as like, do you take Sheamus with the champion? Like, this is it going to win at the backlash because he won that six man on SmackDown last week? Uh, I feel like if you're going to do it, you should just done it at no, WrestleMania. I, I, I agree. So, um. I don't know. I feel like it could be someone else. I feel like Gunther's going to hold it for a long time. So mm. I think Sheamus is the perfect person to beat him. I just, if they're going to hold, I just don't, honestly, I don't think it's going to happen at this point. So I would keep Dunn and, because I don't call him by that dumb name, Pete Dunn and, and, and Ridge together. Like I said, they do need tag teams. I like them together. So I would keep them together if possible. Unless you're just going to go Pete Dunn and break them, him off officially, I wouldn't be against that. But if he's going to be like Butch, I'll just keep him with, with Ridge at this point. Yeah, I don't know who Pete Dunn is. We haven't seen him on the show in a couple of years. But, uh, yeah, no, Butch, if they're going to keep Butch and Ridge together, then, uh, you know, that that's that's fine. You. What'd you say? I hate you. <clears throat> yeah, no, I mean, listen, if they, I, I was thinking about that. If they if they draft Butch to its own show and then maybe he goes away and they bring back Pete Dunn, I'm all for that. So I guess we'll find out. But that that's one thing. One of the other questions about the draft as well, you talk about the championships merging, switching them to separate shows, whatever. What what are we doing about the world titles here? I know we have different opinions on what they should do. I'm curious what our mindset is on at this point, now that Roman has won at WrestleMania. Because even if Cody won, we had different opinions on it anyway as far as how it should be handled and does he keep both belts? Do they create a new one? Does he vacate one of them? Whatever. That obviously did not happen. What do you think they should do if they have the draft, and they, and they are, in the next couple of weeks? Do they, does Adam Pierce say, listen, we need separate world titles, or do they just continue having Roman defended on both brands? Which I think, honestly, I would prefer, because I've said this many, many times. I don't think, I, I know you disagreed with Cody, like, vacating it or whatever, and I understand that. I, I think it'd be way fucking worse to do what I had proposed with Cody. To do that with Roman, I just think you don't give anyone else a world championship, create another title, take the title off of Roman, whatever, until he formally drops it to someone. Because then this whole undisputed reign that he's had would be completely pointless. I feel like he needs to be beaten as undisputed champion, and then from there you can figure it out. I think it sucks for now. One of the brands, again, will not have a world champion. I mean, Roman, even if SmackDown gets Roman again, they're not even going to have a world champion either because he's barely fucking around because he's part-time at this point. Uh, would you agree with that, or do you think they should go ahead and create another world championship coming out of the draft? <sighs> such a good question. It's such a hard question. I mean, I think if anything, if Roman's just going to hold the belts forever <laughs> at this point, I would just create <laughs> another belt. But, like, if ideally I would say, like, at the, at the draft, they like, acknowledge that both, like, he should start defending them as separate entities. So it's like he can hold both belts, but it's like if he face fights on Raw, he's defending the the WWE Championship, but he's defending on SmackDown, or like if that's the title he's defending, it has its own lineage. Like yeah, he's break it up, it has its own lineage. The fact that they say it's the same thing is just dumb because it's clearly not. So if if he's just gonna hold the belt forever, I would just introduce another belt. 
But if he's going to like actually lose the belt sometime soon, I would just say, okay, he's defending on Backlash. He's defending the WWE Championship. This show, it's universal and whatever. Because it's like you're not you're going to run in the same predicament if like Cody wins. Who's going to have both belts? Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. It's a problem. And if he beats Roman for both belts, like he's gonna have to, at that rate, logically, he'll have to hold the belt for nine hundred or whatever the fuck days because he just beat Roman. So mm-hmm. I think I think they should just just make it like clear that he, they both have its own separate lineage starting at the draft, and that he'll eventually lose one of the belts. Hopefully, that that we're in a unique situation because that's exactly the problem. They have they they call him the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. But if you go to WWE.com, and this has not been cleared up in a literal fucking year, because that's when this whole Undisputed crap started, he's under, they have a WWE champion section and a Universal champion section. Same thing with the tag titles. And the tag titles, it was proven with the tag titles that there's still two separate championships. It's not one championship. Like 10, 15 years ago when they merged the tag titles for the first time, um, I think it was Carlito and Primo or whoever when they won the both sets of tag titles. They carried around both sets of title belts, but it was one championship, and it was refer. I mean, they they refer to one championship now, but they didn't defend them separately um, online. They didn't have two separate lineages. It, no, it was just the undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions. If you go to their website, and they've acknowledged this because the Usos defended both sets of tag titles in the last couple of months. They were defending the SmackDown Tag Team titles on SmackDown and the Raw Tag Team titles on Raw earlier this year. Roman hasn't done that yet, but again, I don't think it's... They haven't made it clear on the show that they're two separate titles, and they are. I mean, the reign with the Universal Championship is with the Universal Championship. I still would not have Roman lose the WWE title, but then keep the Universal, because again, it's all about him being undefeated as well. If he gets beaten and he's still Universal Champion, I think that's just stupid to me. I would just have him lose both belts at the same time. As far as answering your question, does Cody then have both belts? He would temporarily, and then it goes back to our original argument of a, of a while ago. Do you have him vacate it? Does he get stripped of it? Does he defend? I okay. Here's what I would say: I would have Roman lose both belts at the same time to the same person. Probably Cody at this point. You got to finish the story, right? That's what Triple H told us. I think that he should lose it to Cody, and then Cody, being the fighting champion he is, then defends both belts separately, and then he can lose the Universal or WWE title to someone else. Does that make sense, or would you not want to see that? It makes sense, but I don't want to wait a year for that to happen. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's the problem. Because <laughs> I know it's like, Perone ain't losing until fucking 40 at this rate. Yeah, so. No, he's not. <laughs> or 41, so, I mean, honestly, I feel like they, I wish what they did is just logic and be like, hey, Roman, there's a rule that says you have to defend the belt every 30 days. He doesn't do that, and they just take one of the belt. They mm-hmm. just take the W championship off him at this point. Like that used to be a thing. Like you said, I'm on their website right now. They do have they have two different pictures of him as Universal. <laughs> That's so WWE stupid. The same with Owens and Zayn. Like they have the Rock. Ta- like there's two different pictures. It's the same picture, but it's like yeah, two different belts. But uh, I mean, at this point, I would just like you said, like you used to do it all the time. Like oh, you don't defend the belt in 30 days, you lose the belt. Okay, take the belt off Roman because. One of them, because like you said, it, it needs to happen. I think just building or making a new champion is just, just dumb. It's like basically acknowledging, oh, no one can beat Roman, so we got to bring. No, no, down. no, yeah, no. That that, well, that makes everyone look 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 a loser because they can't beat Roman. Okay, this is the secondary title. This is your consolation prize. No, I agree. That would be very dumb. I'm saying create a championship 
Yeah, now would be stupid. To do it after the Undisputed Champion is beaten. And then, I mean, listen, I think I like, the universe... I like what you're saying with Cody winning and then, like, being the fighting champion defending both belts. But like I said, I don't want to wait till WrestleMania 43 until that yeah. happens. <laughs> That's what it's going to be, yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, no. Fucking dies. He's gonna be the champion at this point. Seriously, I mean, he's beaten. He'll be Bruno's reign, the second one up. The the first one he might actually beat if he's champion till January, which I think he's gonna be. Obvious. I think he's losing it at WrestleMania. I think SummerSlam is a possibility. I think he's holding it till WrestleMania 40. And I hate to say that, but I because I really don't want this shit to last for another year. And I think what Roman's doing is great. I just think my biggest issue is he's not full time anymore, and he's not going to be a backlash. He might not be at Saudi. I think he probably would be. Um, but he may not be. He may not be money in the bank. SummerSlam's not for another four fucking months. I mean, come on, dude. Like, we need a regular appearing... Ch- if he was a full-time champion, he might feel more overexposed. But at least we would have a defending champion. I mean, the fact that he never shows up is... I people think it's s- more the fact that he has both belts. I think and he has both belts. I wouldn't be as against it, but the fact that he has both belts, like, Jesus Christ, guy. But it just leaves... Another issue is that... It, we've talked about this before. It leaves everyone else with nothing to fight for is the problem. And don't give me this shit, not saying you, but just like, oh, what about the mid-card titles, dude? How many times have we seen Seth Rollins challenge or defend the univ- or the undisputed, I'm sorry, the United States Championship in the last couple of months? Bobby Lashley, too. Like, no, I'm done with that. I don't want, what does Rollins even do right now? Like, was he on the, wait, was Rollins on the he show? On the show. They just did a VTR for him, which is kind of nice. I feel like he's starting to overexpose a little bit. So well, yeah, that shit on Monday last week was terrible. Oh, he wasn't, I'm sorry, he probably wasn't there because the whole travel thing, which we'll get into. Yeah, which, his wife was there. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, it was a blessing in disguise if, if he, he wasn't there for that reason. They just did like a VTR of his entrance. I'm like, okay, thank God. Yeah, the one from Mania, but, right? Uh, it's like, why are we watching this again? So, this is such a dumb idea, and I can't wait for you to make fun of me for it. What? Because, like you said, Roman's not losing the belt. Do you think, like, they could have any scenario that, like, they say, like, he has to defend the belt, but he's just not there and has, like, Solo defend the belt for him? Or is that, like, the dumbest idea ever? And then have Solo get beat? No, just like I, I, like I said, I just want someone on the show. So if they're gonna hold the, if he's gonna hold the belt and never be on the show, like I'd rather have someone defend the belt for him. Like I'm tired of no belt. So like, is that like a terrible idea, or like we'd rather not get Roman for like six months and no one fight for a belt? It's not a, it's not a terrible idea because they've done that before. I mean, they've also done terrible ideas, but they used, to, they've done that before. Um, they've done that before with injured wrestlers. So I mean, the fact that Roman's just in storyline, lazy <laughs> just doesn't show up. I think is that doesn't make much sense. Uh, I, I mean, realistically, you would just book him more. I mean, he did defend the championship three times in the road to WrestleMania. He was at the Rumble, he was at Chamber, and he was at WrestleMania. What are we not going to see him for six months? Like that's what I just don't understand. I, I, honestly, in my opinion, I don't know what his deal looks like and how many dates he has on it. It's it's not the Brock schedule. People thinking he has the Brock schedule that's ridiculous. He feels like a Brock champion. Brock did not wrestle as much as Roman does. Roman wrestles sometimes on television. Um, he's on these pay-per-views more than Brock for the most part. Um, he doesn't have a Brock schedule. But that being said, I, I think he should work every pay-per-view. That's just me. I'm not saying he has to wrestle on Raw or SmackDown every week or even appear every week. In my opinion, specifically with these bigger shows, the next three pay-per-views are big shows. Typically, this is a dead period for WWE, and it might end up being a very boring period for WWE, especially without a world champion. But I just think it's very dumb to have a situation where um, you have Roman Reigns as champion and he's not defending it in a big stadium show like London at Money in the Bank 
or a backlash or in Saudi. I think it will be in Saudi. I think Saudi. they can get away with it in backlash. I think they can get away with it no backlash because I think they have other matches. That yeah. Like, I think they could do, like, the six-way and then just Bad Bunny on the show alone. Like That's a big deal, that yeah. That show will sell well just because like, he's on it and, like, Mysterio will be on it. I mean, I think they'll they'll make it there, but, like, Money in the Bank, you should definitely be on it in Saudi. Like, I feel like the Saudi prince would fucking take all the money back. And, like, <laughs> I was thinking that, too. Yeah, no, he's been a part of most of those shows so far, so I'd be surprised if he wasn't on it. And then I was also thinking if he is on it, I mean, he's not facing Cody on that show, is he? I wouldn't have him face Cody. Does he do a triple threat with him and Brock? I thought the stipulation was that Brock couldn't get a championship shot. So, does he face... I mean, I don't think Orton's back by that point. So, I don't think Riddle? it'll be Orton. And Riddle can't get a shot. I mean, Riddle would make sense, but Riddle can't get a title shot. Who does even who even makes sense? Bobby Lashley? Why can't Riddle get a title shot? I think he lost to Roman last year on SmackDown in the title. The stipulation, a lot like with Brock, they literally outright said, if you lose this match, you cannot get another shot while Roman reigns as champion. I guess we're not getting a romance out of Like, you know what? I, exactly. Because who else would he even face? It would, and it, not only would it just be random, because nothing, no one else is remotely built up. I mean, could you do Rollins? I guess. But it's like, if we know they're building the Cody, then we know Rollins isn't winning. This, this, this is what Cody Roach had won at WrestleMania. We're spending 20 minutes talking about this, but Cody Roach had won at WrestleMania. Otherwise, this would not have been a problem. Story's not over yet. <laughs> We're getting Cody and Brock at WrestleMania. Dude, I almost said WrestleMania backlash. Don't fucking say that. Cody said it on Raw. I, I got a, dude, a PTSD. Lot of are saying, and I keep looking up. I'm like, did they change the name? I'm like, no. <laughs> Vince is back, pal. Someone else said it. I'm like, it's backlash. I looked online. It says backlash. And Joey Styles says it's backlash, so it's backlash, you know? Backlash? Yeah. That didn't work. Backlash? WrestleMania um, backlash. Terrible name. Terrible, but we're getting Cody and Brock on that show. I'm curious what they do with the women, because we saw on Raw this week, we got new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions in Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. Match was fine. No one really gave a shit about the title change. Not that they got no reaction, but the focus was more so on what happened afterward, with Trish Stratus turning on Becky in the most predictable turn of events ever. But as it should have happened, I thought that was well done, and the attack wasn't exactly, you know, the most ferocious beatdown I've ever seen. Um, but it, you know, kicked off the Trish Stratus heel turn the first time we've seen heel Trish in WWE in probably close to 20 years since 2005 or 2006 or whatever it might've been. Um, so yeah, we got heel Trish back and I don't think they do Trish and Becky at backlash. I would save that for at least Saudi or money in the bank. Um, I think they could do Trish and Lita on that next show because Lita got attacked backstage. It's pretty obvious. It was probably Trish. I'm not sure why Trish would want to defend the tag titles. I mean, that seems weird on behalf of Lita. Um, but yeah, I think we're getting uh, I think we're getting that match at, at Backlash in, in Puerto Rico. Lita and Trish. And, and I don't know how good the match is going to be. Both women have kind of looked a little slow since coming back in the ring. Um, I don't know who's going to carry who. That might be a disaster. But to rekindle it one more time is fine. You have Trish go over. And then um, you could do Becky and Trish at another pay-per-view down the road. So I like the fact that we're getting more stories outside of the main title picture. I do like that a lot. So what were your thoughts on the Trish Stratus heel turn on Monday's Raw? Um, it was predictable, like you said, but I liked it. I think the problem was, like, you, I like what you said. You said we're getting more women storylines. The problem is, like, they can get away with it because there's so much, like, because they're stars. That's the thing. It's like they're doing, like, the whole dewdrop drop and... Like Candice LeRae and Nikki Cross, so it's like it's like I understand what they're trying to do, but when they're not stars, no one cares. So like you can get away with this because all three of them are like stars or current stars, so it makes sense. Um, 
And if see people saying Becky and Trish had backlash, I'm like, dude, no way. They, I think, I think honestly, I'd probably hold off and lead on Trish till Money in the Bank, just because in London, give another like decent match to put on that show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I would definitely save Trish and Trish and Becky for SummerSlam. So, but no, I like it. I think it, it's nice to see Trish heal. I mean, I all I can remember is her turning on Jericho at WrestleMania 20, and it was amazing. <laughs> her and Kristen, out, but um. Ripped Mini Marso hard out, but no, I, I mean, I, I, I think that's the match you go with, and I would do, I would probably wait till Money in the Bank to do her and Trish. Um, Becky and Trish or Lita and Trish. Lita and Trish. I'd wait till Money in the Bank. I would do it before then. I mean, I, you don't have to do it at Backlash. I would probably, I'll meet you in the middle and say in Saudi, which I know they, they're women. You know, they, they've been putting women's on the show, women on the show for the last couple of years, so I'm fine. You know, it makes sense. Um. I would do it before the Saudi shows them. first. Yeah, what'd you say? I thought Money in the Bank was before the Saudi show. Oh no, no, it's it's yeah, King and Queen of the Ring in May, and then Money in the Bank is in okay, July. Okay, yeah, then I do it the May show. My bad, I had them flip flopped. Okay, yeah, so I would do. You don't even have to do. I, I I'm fine with them doing Becky and Trish the first one before SummerSlam, as long as it culminates at SummerSlam. Either you have the first match there. I don't know if you could drag this out for four or five months. I'm not. I'm not sure how. You know probable that is i mean i think you could drag it out till SummerSlam. they drag it out beyond that eh, i don't know but i think you can do it um have their first match in the next couple of months i don't know if it's a three-match series and you have them split wins and do the rubber match at SummerSlam. either way this is going to last through the summer and i'm totally fine with that because i think it's a we'll, we'll see what the storyline reason is she probably felt like the third wheel we get heel trish back um, you know, the promos will probably be better than the matches themselves. Trish exactly hasn't been lighting the world on fire since coming back. Um, but still, I think there's, um, you know, a lot they could do with the storyline. And like you said, I like the fact they're doing stuff outside of the title picture. But speaking of the title picture, we got EO Sky as the new number one contender to the Raw Women's Championship, winning a triple threat number one contenders match, a spot that was originally occupied by Bailey. Bailey gave it up after damage control complained about Bailey getting all the opportunities and they got none, which is... I'm kind of confused who the babyface is supposed to be in this situation because I'm watching that segment and Bailey goes and she didn't really come across as heelish unless we find out that she wasn't actually talking to Adam Pierce and she lobbied to be in the number one contenders match. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that. It was a little weird because she goes, "Oh yeah, I'm in this triple threat," and then EO and Dakota go, "Whoa, why do you get all the opportunities and we get none?" I'm thinking. Were they not in a number one contenders match last week and they fucking lost? I mean, I I don't get that. It's not like they said, oh, you weren't out there to help us. They didn't even say that. They were just like, oh, we never get any opportunities. You just got one a week ago and you, and you, you, you lost. It doesn't make any sense. And you lost the loss to WrestleMania. So I'm thinking, are they turning Bailey face? Are they turning them face? It's odd. But anyway, Eosky is the number one contender to their all-women's title. They didn't say when we're getting Sky and Belair. Um, but I would imagine that we'll probably get it. Um, you know, maybe a backlash that would make sense, and I would be totally down for that. So, um, what are your thoughts on uh, the EOS guy number one contender thing and what they're doing with damage control? I think they're headed in the right direction. As long as this ends in a split, regardless of who turns, if anyone turns, then I'm totally in favor of it. Yeah, like you said, I feel like they, maybe their their gripe was like Bailey's gotten all the singles opportunities and they just okay, kind of yeah, for wackies. I mean, I get that. Um, I mean, I would turn them face over her i don't want to see baby face bailey at this point i feel like she's a better heel and they need more heels anyways they don't really have any credible heels um that aren't champions honestly so um but no i liked it i liked how eo won here i thought 
she was the right decision. And like you said, I think we'll probably get that at Backlash. Uh, I assume we'll probably get Rhea and uh, Zelina Vega at Backlash as well. Um, but no, I, I think Io winning here is great. I think she needs more opportunities and breaking away from damage control can definitely help that. Yeah, I just think it would make the most sense. Um, I think it's going to be a great match. I don't think Io wins the championship. I don't know when. We talked about it last week, what happens with Bianca and her title reign. When does it end? I don't know. Um, but I, mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out in due time. And then the match will be great regardless. They've had a couple of matches on Raw in the past, and they've always worked well together. So I'm down for Bianca and Io, and they're furthering this damage control thing. So if we get a damage control storyline, Bianca's champion. I mean, she needs more credible challengers, but... You got Bianca doing her thing as champion, the damage control split, and a Becky and Trish feud. I mean, that sounds like it's a pretty... The Raw Women's Division, they're improving the amount of stories they're doing, which I which I like. They also have, you know, Raquel and Liv as champions, the tag team champions, for whatever the fuck that's worth. Uh, SmackDown just kind of needs some rehabbing, and I feel like we're headed in the right direction with the women. Would you agree? Yeah, I agree. I feel like they... Smacked, I feel like Raw's always been pretty decent. Obviously, it hasn't been the greatest, but like I feel like they've had some decent women feuds. SmackDown, I feel like it's been the sixth... Five, six same women. Obviously, Rhea's on the show now, which would be nice, but I do think they do need some rehabbing as well. I just feel like every month it was like, oh, who's going to face Charlotte or whoever Charlotte be? Who'd Charlotte be for the belt? No, Ronda. Ronda. It was basically like, oh, it's a sixth way. Who are they going to face next? Like, it was so sloppy, and then, like, they just lose, and then we'd move on, and then the person I lost would form a random tag team with someone that we didn't care about, and <laughs> we just moved on. So, like, it's a, no joke. It's the same five people. It was Liv, Raquel, uh, Shotzi. Natalia, Shotzi, and Sonia for, like, six months, and we just got them rinse, repeat, move on. Like, who cares? So, I think SmackDown definitely needs a rehab, especially in the women's division. I feel like they haven't had any good feuds that haven't been for the belt. Mm-hmm. Because I really don't think they really even had any. I mean, Liv went crazy and she went, you know, feuded with Sonya for like two weeks and that was about it. Yeah, stop. That was brutal. <laughs> like, oh, she's crazy! Jumping through tables. I think if anyone needs the most rehab, it's the SmackDown women's division. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like Raw could probably use more credible heels. They really have none. So I think draft-wise, I'd focus on SmackDown's women's division and Raw's heel scene. Because besides Theory, realistically, there's really no one. Well, hopefully like the draft Rob, will... What'd you say? I said right now on Raw, their most credible heels are like Omos and, and Theory. Stop. I don't know. Because like with Bobby, it's like him and Bronson. It's like, is Bobby a heel? Is he a face? Yeah. yeah, who knows? I like Bronson, but he's just not hasn't been presented there yet. So it's like realistically, it's just really Theory and, and Omos. What about Miz? Stop. <laughs> the guy that's lost bad. The- like, I like Theory. I like Theory a lot, but if you're only other credible heel on the show is Omos, I mean, come on. Yeah, I know, and that guy and he's might not. Incredible. Know. He's just like, he on the show. Yeah, I know. He's he's just featured more than most people, which is kind of shocking considering Omos wasn't even on the show a couple of months ago. So because the only other heels they show are Solo and the Usos, and they're on SmackDown. Yeah, the draft needs some shaking up with the rosters. I mean, Raw specifically, their mid card scene is shaky because they have they have like Rollins, and I I, I think Lashley's a face. I'm I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh, I I don't know, like you said, but then SmackDown, you got like. They have some good talent that they're just not doing much with. You have L.A. Knight, Karrion Cross, Gunter's the champion, obviously. Um, I think SmackDown is it with Santos Escobar. They have a pretty solid mid-card division. They just don't have a lot of direction. I think you could switch some of those people up. I think Karrion maybe goes back to Raw. Um, that could help. You know, I don't Does know if you do anything with him there. What'd you say? Does he bring back the helmet? Mm, Vince is back in charge. He might have to. Jesus. 
Yes, I forgot he was even on the roster. I know he hasn't done much in in, in quite a while. So guy faced Drew and went down the tubes. Yeah, no, they haven't buried him, but he just had they just haven't had anything for him. To, he's in a weird spot where they don't want to beat him, but they also don't have anything for him to do of importance. Is the problem? And I don't think a Wyatt feud is the answer either. So let's not go uh, down that who? road. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Uncle Howdy. Oh, God. Shit is terrible. But listen, I thought Raw on Monday was actually a pretty good show considering, reportedly, per Fightful, they had a lot of travel issues. Not even reportedly. WWE Outright confirmed that. Um, at the beginning of the show, they had travel issues and people were showing up late or just not showing up at all. Honestly, watching the show, unless they said that, I would never know. Because it wasn't like, yeah, they advertised a few things that we didn't get. Like, they advertised Riddle and Miz. Oh, I'm so heartbroken we didn't get that. Um, they advertised the Damian Priest promo. We'll probably just get that next week, him talking about Bad Bunny. Yeah, I mean, I assume Rollins was there if Becky was there. So, like you said, I assume they traveled together. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, Riddle and Sammy showed up at the end. It just I, I thought it was actually a pretty good show considering the circumstances and a far better improvement, a, a big upgrade over last week's disaster of a show. Yeah, I thought Raw was really good. I honestly thought... Uh, I thought it was a really good show, so I thought it was solid for even, like you said, all the, the travel issues. I thought everything... For the most part, felt like it was it flowed. I mean, I feel like the stuff at the beginning of the show might have dragged a little bit. Maybe they're just trying to flesh it out a little bit longer, just because guys were coming in late. But all in all, I thought it was a good show. Also, especially the- compared to the one after after Raw after WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah, and then apparently, I mean, no coincidence, Vince McMahon was not backstage at Raw this week, not due to the travel issues. He was just not at the show. Um, he did make minor changes to the script reportedly remotely. But beyond that, he was not as heavily, you know, involved with the creative in the show and, and, you know, stuff getting cut and whatever as it was last week. So, and it was noticeable too. It's, it's, it's funny how much of a night and day, not that every Raw or Triple H is a winner, but it's far more bearable with Triple H running the show as opposed to Vince McMahon. So hopefully it stays that way, but you can never be too sure with this company. Uh, one last thing on the WWE front before we go to AEW. Logan Paul announced on Monday he is uh, re-signed with WWE. His contract reportedly expired on April 1st. Even though when he when he signed with them last year, I think it was said to be a multi-year deal, so I thought that was odd um, So that he signed for like less than a year, which was weird. But anyway, so he re-signed. He's, he's sticking around with WWE. And um, yeah, he did say at some point, he mentioned to, I think, um, it, I don't know if it was uh, speculation by Meltzer. Someone said that he wants to win a championship. And not only was it speculated, I think he outright said it in an interview, I think, with ESPN and our buddy Mike Copinger, I'm pretty sure. I saw his name attached to the quotes. I'm like, oh, I wonder if he did an interview with Logan Paul. I didn't see the actual interview. I just saw the quote from uh, Bleach Report, which I thought was pretty cool that Mike did the interview. But anyway, that we saw at SummerSlam last year. Who was actually with... I mean, that would make sense because he actually was with us when we met Logan Paul last year. But anyway, um, the quote was, was that he wants to win a championship in WWE, he think that'd be pretty cool. Now, he did contend for the world title last November. He should not be beating fucking Roman Reigns with those belts. Let's just put it that way. Um, your thoughts on Logan Paul resigning and the possibility of Logan Paul at some point becoming a champion? I wouldn't be opposed to it personally. I, I just feel like it has to make sense because the guy's just not around right now and he's not beating Theory. Certainly should not be beating Gunther. I, I think we're still kind of a, a bit away from that right now. Yeah, I think he also mentioned in the Arrow interview he did over WrestleMania weekend that he wanted to win a championship. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think in the right now it should be any time. I just, I mean, he's a heel anyways, and both mid card champions are heels. So I guess we'll see. But I think realistically, it'd probably be more intercontinental United States champion, um, especially if he needs to be around more. But like I said, also both champions are heels. He's a heel. 
doesn't really make much sense right now. But I mean, I don't think it's, if he's around like more frequently, I, I wouldn't be against it. Yeah, do you think he would be a good fit as the United States Championship specifically? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it would be a good fit. I think people would hate it, so I'd get good heat. Yeah, would I think it would? Again, he wants it to be soon. Theory would have to lose the championship first, which I'm not even really sure who's on the horizon to do that. Johnny Gargano is like, I mean, I feel like he'd be no. a good fit, but yeah, exactly. He's barely on the show, so they would really have to heat him up first. Um, Rollins, no. Lashley, no. So I'm not really sure who that person would be. But then I think Logan Paul can maybe take it off that person. And they've done a good job of rehabbing the mid-card championships in the last eight months since Triple H took over. Um, they would really need to have Logan Paul on the show a bit more than he is. I mean, he was on the show a decent amount on the road to WrestleMania. It would have to be the same thing um, with the mid-card championships if he won one of the titles and not just have him disappear for fucking six months like Roman Reigns. But uh, that is what it is. So on the AW front, before we get into Dynamite from Wednesday, which that was a decent show overall... Gotta mention this, Fightful Select reporting before the show on Wednesday that CM Punk is not only not ready, but is willing to return to AEW, almost a WWE. Um, not only is he willing to return to AEW, but also that he would be willing to work with the Elite. Now again, this is just a report, not outright confirmed that this is the case. But he's, I, I don't want to use the word desperate, but again, I think he's desperate enough <laughs> to come back. That he's like, listen, and that's a pretty big deal. If he's willing to put his issues aside with the Elite, that's a pretty big deal. I mean, I think it's a bigger deal for the Elite to want to work with him because he was the one that talked shit about them. So it's very easy for him to say, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm over it. Like, I mean, they were the ones that really, publicly anyway, took the brunt of it from Punk. Um, just got completely, like, Page specifically, Adam Page just got called a dumb fuck. Why would he want to work with Punk after that? <laughs> so regardless of whether he had any... Uh, you know, semblance of truth to what he was saying. Listen, I just think, and I know this is the punk mark speaking in me as well. I, I just think it's a positive to have punk back overall. I'm not saying it would solve their problems. It does create some issues. I mean, the guy really did bury a lot of people. I don't think he buried the company. He did inadvertently by doing what he did. And then, I mean, to me that, that falls more on Tony Khan and management for not doing anything about it. Like, I know Meltzer said the other day, like, oh, when he went off on Page and no, there were no repercussions, that caused problems. Not Page in the media scrum, but that promo he called, he called him out on Dynamite, you know, before he left, and then Page didn't come out. I mean, that's also Tony Khan's fault for not having him, you know, pay a fine or suffer any consequences. That also falls on them. I, I just think if you're going to run Wembley or All In, or All Out rather, All In and an All Out in Chicago the following week... I think you need Punk on those shows, honestly, and to have him work with the Elite would be a nice draw for those shows. So, do you think we're getting back to Punk being back in the roster? I was convinced a couple of weeks ago he wasn't coming back, but now I'm starting to think that maybe the writing is on the wall that he is indeed on his way back to AEW. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I feel like the problem is, like you said, I think it, like, it is dead. I mean, the only, the only chance he comes back is if he basically agrees that he'll work with them and apologize, and then the other thing, which, I mean... I feel like it just shows how desperate he is to come back if he's willing to do that. I mean, he had so many issues with these people before that he caused a fight and basically ran himself out of the company. Now he wants to come back. And I mean, that's the only way he could come back. Like he says, coming back and apologizing and working with them. I mean, it is the biggest match they could possibly do for that Wembley show. Um, I mean, it's, it's a, they definitely do need him. I feel like they have no star power. I think he is a star, but at what, at what, like, cost, do you have to have him come back? Like, is he going to come back and job? Like, I, I just, how much of a star is he if he just comes back just to lose? So, 
I don't know. I feel like it does cause a lot of issues just booking-wise as well. It's like you're not going to have him come back and when he was a champion before, he dropped the belt, so theoretically should be going for the belt again. Like, in storyline, he, he dropped the belt to her mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck. So, I mean, I think if they want a sh- match for the Wembley show, it makes it's the biggest match they could possibly do. But, I mean, like you said, it's also showing how desperate he is to come back. Oh, yeah, I'm, 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 I want to come back now, so I'll forgive them. So, <laughs> we'll see what happens. I mean, I think it is the biggest, like you said, it is the biggest match they could do. I mean, I like Punk. I think his return was good. He was hurt a ton. I mean, he got hurt twice and had dropped the belt both times. Significant injuries, yeah. I don't know. Like, I feel like it is worth it to a point, but I don't know. I just feel like give it a five months and he'll get mad and leave again. So, we'll <laughs> see. I think it makes sense for the Wembley show. They're actually going to do another show the week after. I, I think so. I mean, that hasn't been confirmed by the company, but Anthony Bowens kind of made that sound like that was the case on Twitter last week. And I don't know the so fact that they're they're much. doing it. I I don't think I don't think that's similar. I think that's kind of I, I don't know. I just think that's a lot. Like, are you going to build up a mega card for All In? Then it's like, all right, we also have a pay per view next Sunday. It's like, I mean, they did that last week with Battle of the Belt. So, dude, Battle of the Belt is terrible. So, I mean, that doesn't even. It was Jade Cargill and Billy Starks, who I like. I mean, come on, who gives a shit? I mean, I mean, I didn't even know that they were even having a battle with the belts. They didn't even advertise it. So. Let alone in Rhode Island, which is right near you. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like if you're gonna bring Punk back, the perfect opportunity is to do it at that show for that show. But I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's like I said. I feel like it just like he screams desperate to come back. Like, oh, now I want to come back. Like, okay. <laughs> well, like you said, it's also running a risk of what is stopping them. What, what is stopping, what is preventing this from happening again? Nothing. Exactly. Like, what is stopping Punk from getting upset again in six months when things don't go his way? And again, I'm not saying he was completely in the wrong. I think he was in the wrong in how he went about it. We've talked about this before. In my opinion, I think the way that, I think the way that he went about it was very unprofessional. But I think a lot of what he said, without working behind the scenes in AEW myself... A lot of it does have some merit with, I mean, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised that there was some drama going on behind the scenes with the Elite. It sounds like his issues were specifically with, at one point, Paige, and primarily with the Bucks. It doesn't sound like he had any issues at all with Omega. From what it came out, from what came out a couple of weeks ago, it sounds like they're not on bad terms. So maybe Punk and Omega is fine. I don't know if you would want to work, I don't know if the Bucks specifically would want to work with Punk. I don't, Punk and FTR versus the Bucks and Omega, to me, it just sells itself. And then I think you could do Punk and Omega at All In. That's just me, but I feel like that's the right direction to go in. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why he'd even want to work with the Bucks. I mean, they're literally their least relevance right now. Well, I mean, I mean it's, it's, it's the, the biggest match you could do that to capitalize off the shit. I'm not saying they're the... Yeah, I understand what you're saying, but I just feel like to capitalize off the, the no, shit. No, yeah, I agree. Day. I think you do the sixth person there. Um, and I guess if you, did, <laughs> if you did the show the next week, then yeah, but... Um, no, like I said, I feel like it's the biggest match, so it makes sense. But I feel like you said there's no repercussions. I, like I said, it could give him five months and he'd be like, fuck this and leave again. So, mm-hmm. Or get hurt. I mean, he got hurt again. So we'll see. I think he's the biggest star, so it makes sense to a point. But I just, I don't know. It's, it's like a sticky situation, which I'm glad I'm not in it. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely, it creates a lot of questions and issues as far as, like like you said, I want him back. I think it would really help out the show. I'll tell you that much. I think the show could certainly benefit from having him back. I'm not saying he's the savior of AEW television, but it was better when he was around, and it's been decent lately, but 
I think they would benefit from having the star power of Punk on the show on, on the program. And um, but it also creates the question of like, all right, if this guy can go out there and just act like a fucking baby on one of their scrums. Like 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 you said, I think it raised a great point. Do you put him over and reward the bad behavior, or do you bring him back and have him lose? And then it's like, well, what's the point of bringing him back then if he's just going to be made to look like a loser again? I mean, the last time we saw him, he was squashed in three minutes. He won the belt back and then immediately had to vacate it. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I mean, he still has worth, I think, but I think he's worth bringing back, like I said. And that was a year ago, and you can kind of forget about that and move on. It's it's interesting. It's a very sticky situation, so we'll see how it plays out. I hope he does come back, but uh, time will tell, though. As far as Dynamite last night, like I said, I thought it was a decent show. Um, some notable stuff happening. We had, uh, I'm going to say Powerhouse Hobbs. He's the TNT champion. He beat Silas Sung to retain the championship. Wardlow was returned for the first time in a month. Uh, he, he made his uh, monthly you know disappearance from the program. He's back, and he'll be facing Hobbs next week for the TNT championship. It makes sense that he'd want the belt back after getting screwed out of it a month ago, but it's like, does he lose? And I just, I don't know. People were into him last night, but they're in a weird spot because, like, Hobbs has done nothing as champion. Oh, he defended against Pentagon and Rampage. Who gives a shit? I mean, no one watches Rampage. No one cares about Rampage. He's done nothing on Dynamite. Does he lose the belt after a month and get the Brody Lee reign? At least Brody Lee was on the show when he was champion because they didn't have Rampage back then. Hobbs has barely been on the show. Do you give Wardlow the championship for a third time, or do you have Wardlow get beat again? Like, what? Th- th- this is the tough thing with this situation, you know? Yeah, this is a really tough situation. I like Wardlow a lot, but, like, do you just have him come back to beat Hobbs and then get another title reign? Their titles have been flip-flopped so many times. I feel like Hobbs needs to win, but I honestly feel like Ward- there's a good chance Wardlow beats him, so... I like that Wardlow's back. Hobbs has barely been on the show. He beat Silas Young here in like a quick squash match. I mean, I, I feel like Wardlow. I mean, I don't want him to lose, but then I don't want Hobbs to lose. It's like it's like a double-edged sword. I don't want Wardlow to lose, but I don't want Hobbs to lose mm-hmm. either. So I feel like it's they should have fleshed it out a little bit longer. Yeah, I don't want either guy to lose, and uh, maybe they could have built the rematch for I don't know, like a week or two from now. Uh, maybe not a week from today because that's when the match is happening. But, but like for the end of the month, maybe I, d- I don't want them to stretch it out too long because I'm just kind of over Wardlow at this point. Being in the TNT title picture, he has been for like the last year now. I think it's time to move on and start really rehabbing him. And I, I don't think he's going to get that rehabbing in the TNT title picture. But whatever. Uh, we had Jericho and Keith Lee for the first time ever in the main event. It was, it was a good match. I thought the opener was better. Um, even Orange Cassidy and and Buddy Matthews I thought was better. But it was it was a solid match. Jericho won. I think it was Keith Lee's first loss in AEW, first singles loss in AEW. He's barely on the fucking show. He's only ever really on Rampage. He hasn't wrestled in months. Um, I don't know what's going on with Keith Lee, but they are teasing. I mean, Keith Lee is still feuding with Swerve after like five years, so that's still going on. They are teasing a Jericho and Adam Cole feud as well. So they furthered some storylines here. Uh, Cole and Jericho is fine by me. We haven't really talked about it, but what were your thoughts on how the end of uh, Dynamite played out on Wednesday? Yeah, I mean, I like Keith Lee, but like you said, I mean, he's barely on the show. He's He lost here. I guess we're going to finally get him and Swerve after five months after their breakup. Jericho, I mean, it, 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 people say it, and like people think it's a joke. Like He literally will just work with anyone that's immediately over. Up, oh, Cole's back. Up, oh, got to work with Jericho. Like, got to suck all the fucking, all the popularity out of him. So now we're going to get Jericho and Cole, I mean. I guess I'm so over Jericho. If you can't tell, 
He's, he just never, he just hasn't taken a break. He was gone for a couple of months about a year or so ago, but I mean, other than that, he's been on the show consistently for a year and a half and hasn't really, I thought the Ring of Honor stuff was great, but I, I don't know, it hasn't really benefited anyone, let's put it that way. Yeah, I just, yeah, I agree. So, we'll see what happens, I think. They like said, the Warlow power-up stuff, I wish they kind of pushed it further back. I don't want it to happen right now. And like I said, I'm tired of Warlow in the title picture, but then if he doesn't win, like, if he's not in the title picture, what do you do with him? There really isn't any clear direction. So, it's either not on the show or he's doing this. So, I guess we'll see what happens with him. Um, I mean, I thought the opening match was good between Swerve and, and Tweety Face. Uh, Darby Allen. Yeah, I like that. That was a good match. I'm kind of wish Swerve won, but I mean, he's never on the show, so makes sense that you're going to put over Darby, who's also in the title picture. So mm-hmm. it makes sense to a point. I guess we're getting more members of the Mogul affiliate embassy, whatever you want to call them. So see what happens there. Um, I mean, we got the the weekly Sky Blue and and Social Outcast match. Uh, Pockets beat. Buddy Matthews, or, yeah, is that his name, Buddy Matthews? Yeah, no relation, by the way. I, I was going to say you're related to him, but, uh, <laughs> no, I thought, I thought it was one of the, it was better than the week before. I thought the, the week, the, uh, the Long Island show was one of the worst ones I've had in a while, so I thought this one was a little bit better, but, like I said, it's, it all, it's always about the booking. I feel like people are, oh, well, the previews are good, but the week-by-week show is mm-hmm. a drag sometimes. I just feel like there's so many random stuff going on, there's really no story to keep you enticed, so... We'll see. I mean, we got the the Young Bucks and Kenny back after they let the Blackpool Combat Club beat the fucking shit out of their friends. So, yeah. those are what good friends they are. They just let their <laughs> friends get destroyed and come back. They come back with their music and all that foolishness. So, I guess that's what we're getting coming up soon. I'm assuming probably double or nothing, but, um, yeah. Yeah, no, listen, you talk about the no stories thing. I think they're starting more of that. Um, I actually like the Elite and Blackpool Combat Club stuff. I think it's been one of the more intriguing parts of the show. Um, there's star. There's a lot of star power there. I mean, I assume it's going to be Omega and the Bucks and, and probably Paige, if not a straight up, you know, just six man, maybe an eight man. If as long as I think I thought Matt was hurt. I mean, he was on the show last night, so I don't know if he is still hurt. I'm not really sure. But they could do them against the entire Blackpool Combat Club. They could do Blood and Guts on Dynamite before, then after that day they do it every year. You know, it's coming again. Uh, I, I like that stuff a lot. I also really. It's exceeded my expectations. The build to the upcoming four pillars four way for the world championship. Now, yes, I agree. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago, I think over text specifically. The fact that they would just I mean, Jungle Boy is coming off a win at double or nothing. So or I'm sorry, at Revolution. So the fact that he's in the title picture isn't that random. Darby hasn't done anything for a while now. Um, you know, he lost the TNT title, and that was what, three months ago, two, three months ago? He hasn't done shit in a while. So the fact that he'd be in there is a little weird. The fact that Sammy Guevara is even in the title picture. Listen, I know the four pillars thing. It makes sense story-wise. He hasn't done shit for a year now. Sammy's a fucking bomb. Um, he beat Commander a week or two ago. Who, who cares? Um, but listen, I, I do think the build to it has actually been better than I thought. I think the promos they've been doing have been great. I think the promo exchange last night. I thought the promo exchange last night with Allen and Sting even. I thought Sting was great. And MJF was great. And I thought what they did with Jungle, you know, Jungle Boy Jack Perry a couple of weeks ago, and MJF two weeks ago, uh, was really good as well. I, th- I assume we get a, a face-off with Sammy and M- MJF in a couple weeks, and they saved the four-way for double or nothing. But this has been better than I thought it would be, and I think it's going to be uh, one of the better world title matches, uh, one of the better matches on that double or nothing card, assuming they go through with that. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be a good match. 
I mean, I guess you can say the Bills been whatever, but I think it's realistic to choose between Darby and MJF. I mean, Jungle Boy, I'm, I feel like he's getting so many opportunities. He's just been the same guy. Just and Sammy hasn't done shit, so I don't even know why he's even in the title picture. So, I mean, I think what they did was nice last night. Like I said, Darby won, and the whole MJF thing the week before, and then Jungle Boy attacked him. I mean. It is what it is. I mean, this is what we're getting, so I guess you just got to suck it up and take it. But, I mean, I think the match itself would be good, but I, I'd rather see Darby and MGF one-on-one than a, than a four-way just to get the internet fans giddy because they have for the four pillars in a match. Well, it's interesting talking about it now. Are they even the four pillars anymore, you think? I mean, MJF obviously no. is. Um, I would not say Sammy Guevara is a pillar of this promotion. I'm sorry. He's just not. I mean, he's 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 had success. I just don't see him. When I hear four pillars, I'm thinking like, the four tent poles of this company, uh, the future of this company, whatever. I guess that's kind of the point of what the pillars means. MJF is not only the future, he's, he's the right now. Um, Sammy, I just do not see being at that level anymore as they used to. Uh, Jack Perry, yeah, and Allen, definitely. Allen and MJF, definitely. Jungle Boy, probably. I just feel like they have such a deep roster at this point that I feel like there's a lot of other people. You could, I mean, I think Ricky Starks could be a pillar, honestly, more than... Sammy or even Jungle Boy, in my opinion. Or Wardlow, yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, I think MJF definitely. Darby, I'd probably say iffy. I just feel like he isn't on the show enough and hasn't done anything recently. To like, I feel like he is the future to a point, but like, I feel like... He's been stuck at the same level for like a year now, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think MJF definitely... Um, I mean, Jamie Hayter, I would definitely put on that list. I yeah, if we're including females, then yeah, yeah. If you're, if you're including females, I'd definitely put her... I mean, Wardlow, if he was booked better, I feel like I'd put him in over the other three. But he's just he's just never on the show. Powerhouse Hop should be in that role, but he's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like MGF's definitely the one. Everyone else is very questionable. Yeah, Jamie Hayter and MGF have been, have been largely the best booked people of their original talent in this company. They put over a lot of their original talent at Revolution, like the acclaimed, the acclaimed Lost, actually. Um, you know, they put over a lot of people like Ricky Starks and Jungle Boy and... I don't know, assuming Ricky Starks maintains momentum, you know, I think he, he can be one of those guys as well. I don't mind the Jay White-Ricky Starks feud. I think that should be good. I didn't like the fact that Jay White made his big debut and then his first appearance on the show the following week is a fucking 30-second VTR. They do this a lot. Like, why not capitalize off any momentum the guy has by putting him out in the ring? Putting him in a VTR, which is better than nothing, I guess, but establishing that he's still a part of the Bullet Club with Juice Robinson, who I just, I'm sorry. I mean, he's, he's a talented dude. I don't give a fuck at this point about Juice Robinson. To me, he was a waste of a signing. Um, of all the people they could bring in or could be using more of, they, they have plans for him, but not Miro. Like, give me a break. Um, but anyway, I, I just, I, I didn't get that at all. That was, I, I wasn't a fan of that last night. Yeah, I think with the problem with Jay White specifically, as I felt like, they brought him in a few months ago when they did the whole Fruit for, Vandor last year, and he just, like, was there but didn't do anything. Like, I think they're expecting everyone just to be like, I mean, most of the crowd is very niche, so I get it to a point. But it's like, oh, yeah, JY is big in Japan, but it's like someone like me, I don't watch New Japan, so it's like I wouldn't, I, I know of him, but, like, the only match I saw him was, I think I actually watched Rampage to see him versus Trent. But, like, they just expect us to immediately drop our pants and be like, oh my god, Jay White's here, oh my god. Like, yeah, it's a big deal, but you also have to bring him in and, like, actually do stuff. Like, he should be wrestling, like, pretty frequently and on the show and, like, doing stuff. Something or no, like, I don't know, like, he should have been beating Silas Young in fucking 10 seconds or... Oh, yeah, that's an insane. a job match last night. I, I just, 
I feel like the the whole the VTR. It's like nice, like you said. At least it's he's on the show, and he's. I guess you see him, but even with Juice, it's like. They brought him in, what, six months ago? He's done nothing. So why would we even <laughs> care? Like, he's associated with this loser that no one cares about. And also the whole Bullet Club, like, gagged me with that. Like, oh, we're the Bullet Club. Like, dude, the Bullet Club was cool, like, ten years ago. Like, let's move on. <laughs> there, and it also was cool because people liked the T-shirt. Let alone, a lot of people bought the T-shirt because they thought it was cool. They didn't really give a, they didn't even know what the fuck the group was. Because how many people are really watching New Japan? So I mean, I have a Bullet Club T-shirt. Like, you know, the identity, the whole New Japan thing is just like bring up like the NWO at this point. Like it is what it is. Move on. I like. I think Juice. I like. The, I honestly don't mind the pairing. I think together they'd be fine, but they just need to book them better. Like I don't mind Juice, but he's never on the show. Yeah, I know we're a week in and it can improve. I get that. I just don't have it. To me, it's not off to the greatest start because it's like he had this somewhat, and they kind of not flubbed the debut. That we talked about the debut last week, but he came out. They didn't even show it. I mean, he came out and they didn't show it, and they cut to the ring. It was very weird. And then his first promos in VTR, like, come on, man. Like, Jay White, it can be a star for them. He can be one of their top tier talent. I know he was overbooked for a while, but Adam Cole, for example, when he first came in, he was on the show every week, dude. He was on the show most weeks. He was wrestling. That's what I want to see out of Jay White. I think Jay White can be in an Adam Cole role where he's a big deal in this company. I don't, you weren't giving Adam Cole the VTR. He was on the show almost every week to the point where it was comical, you know? Um, they need to do more of that with Jay White. That's my opinion. But one last thing before we wind down here. Jeff Hardy also back on Dynamite last night, returning for the first time in 10 months since his uh, DUI case and... His court case was thrown out. Uh, that that did not go anywhere. I don't think he showed up, so I, I guess he's off the hook. I don't fucking know. But he basically got a slap on the wrist for a punishment, and now he's back in the ring. So if Matt's to be believed, he's in a better place now. It's the best I've ever seen him. I feel like it's Groundhog Day. I mean, I trust Matt. He's his brother. But at the same time, I feel like we've heard that many times before. They did a whole documentary on these two in WWE five years ago. Oh, they're in so much better places. And then Jeff went on to have like another three three DUIs after that. Uh, I, I love Jeff. I really do. I was happy to see him back. Hopefully he's healthy. I just maintain, as other people have said, that him being back in the ring is probably not the best thing. Um, I, you know, We'll see where this goes and how he does. And maybe they win the tag titles. I, I just don't have any faith that this time will be any different. That That's my top takeaway, though. Yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I doubt they have time. I doubt they'll win the belts. Um, you think I so? Respect, I don't think they will. I think Tony counts a mark enough to, to put, I mean, I wouldn't, I, I'm not even opposed to it, I think. But if, if they do, the, if they have them win the tag titles, I mean, the fucking guns with the tag team champions. If they have uh, them win the, what'd you say? FTR, dude. No, I said, like, if the guns uh, can you, win. So I thought you said they are the champions. I'm like, no, FTR won the belt. Yeah. I for a second didn't even know I had the belts. But, yeah. I mean. I'm not saying I, now. I myself want to do it. I mean, come, nostalgia. I mean, come on. That's, I, it, you're trying to build a company. You're not fucking get your willy hard that a, a team from 30 years ago that was famous won the belt. So, I, I wouldn't do it. I mean. They're I over. I mean. They're dicking around with the firm and hook right now. So. Okay, they just came back, obviously. But I'm saying they're an over team. I think their best days are behind them. No the, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think they can get one more solid run and then win the belts for a brief period and then lose them. I'm not saying beat FTR form next month. I think, and especially not just from an on-air standpoint. I think if they were to win the tag titles, which I'm not saying they need to. I'm just saying I wouldn't mind if they did. I think if they if that's the direction they go in. 
they can't do that. I mean, I don't even know if they'll be around in a year. I don't know what their deals look like exactly. I think you would have to wait at least a year. You need a test period where it's like, all right, Jeff. Because he was only in the company two months before he had the DUI last year. And they were going to put the belts on him. I'm almost positive of that. Because I think the Bucks won them. And then the Bucks lost it like a, like a month later or some dumb shit like that. Whatever happened. I don't think it was Swerve. I think it was the Bucks. I don't remember what happened. But uh, I'm pretty sure the Hardys were going to win the belts. And then Jeff, like literally a day or two before, had his core case. Or he got, he got the DUI. So they need to be trusted, specifically Jeff. Like you need to prove that you can stay fucking healthy and 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 not get in your own way. And I think after he surpasses a year and he stays clean, then it's like, all right, now we can trust you with maybe one more tag team title run. It's better than a singles run. I mean, Jeff is. I'm sorry, but the guy's washed at this point. Like he, the guy was not really running to the ring. He was kind of like hobbling down to the ring last night. It's kind of sad. Um, he's 45, but he's put his body through so much shit. I will tell you this much. I think we can agree on this. No more ladder matches for the Hardys. <laughs> I think Tony Khan is doing those guys a massive disservice by putting them putting them through that sort of shit at this point. I just, I'm all set with any run at all. I mean, honestly, I think they put them in ladder matches to, it, it like hides their bat, like how off they are just in the ring itself. So. They, but the ladder matches are even worse. The, the, the Darby-Jeff match from last year it was awful was one of the dumbest things i've ever seen i'm like i said i'm just out on them in general like i don't need to see another run i don't need to see them on tv at all i just every time i see matt hardy at this point i fucking groan i mean i'm not the biggest matt hardy fan in general but i feel like they're both just washed at this point like let's try to build a company here like let's just move on there's other people you can focus on like i'd rather see them actually push christian than the, than the hardys at this point well, yeah so. christian can still go but no, he's walking around in the fucking bathroom with Luchasaurus. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was dumb. That was the same video package as last week. And who cares? Like, why is he still with Luchasaurus? Realistically, is what? it because? Do you think that's just because they need a role for Luchasaurus? Because if he's not with Christian, then he probably doesn't have a spot on the roster. And I like Luchasaurus, but I feel like we're so far past him at this point. Like, there's just nothing for him to do. They already have enough monsters. Like, they brought back Lance Archer to do nothing. They just re-signed Brian Cage. Yeah, exactly. They re-signed Brian Cage. They don't really need Luchasaurus unless he's a heavy for Christian. He's still got the stupid mask on. Oh, he's got a shoulder pad now. Ooh. Intimidating. Like, who cares? No, I agree. I, I even like Brian Cage. It's like they were literally gonna let him go. What they kept him because they had no one else. I don't know. No, they well they kept. Yeah, well, he, he, they're they're entering WWE territory where it's like, oh, we want to keep you from just for the sake of keeping you. Why did they bring Drew Grayson back so he could get beat by John Moxley twice and never see him on TV again? I literally have no idea, and that's coming from someone I like Stu Grayson a lot. It's not his fault, but I mean, even from his standpoint, I do. I mean, listen, if he's getting paid, he's getting paid. But at the well, same yeah, time, I understand if you're getting a steady paycheck and on the Indies, I get it to a point. But it's like, why would you bring him back then? Well, why also, yeah, why would you bring him back, and why would he want to go back? Because I think the decision was, I think they wanted to resign him a couple months ago. He just left on his own. But if you're Stu Grayson, you got to think to yourself, okay, why would I go back? If the reason why he left, I assume they were like maybe ways off on. Maybe he doesn't care how he's booked. Honestly, maybe he doesn't give a shit. He just wanted more money, and Tony Khan was willing to pay it for him. I think Tony Khan's a moron if he's paying him the same amount of more money to do the exact same shit he was doing before. But if you're Stu Grayson, why would you? That's like Alan Angels going back. Like you would be in the exact same spot that you were in before as a loser. Like that's if they brought back Matt Cardona, and not that who? Stu Grayson was. You say who? <laughs> it's like if they, it's like I know Stu Grayson wasn't the. Saying. 
Stu Grayson wasn't the GCW champion, but Matt Cardona, I love the guy. He's one of the best things outside of WWE right now. That's like if they brought him back, which I'm not opposed to, but that's like if he goes back and he's like on main events again. <laughs> like, why would you do, unless the money's that great. The Gallows and Anderson, I know that's exactly what they did. They were winning titles at Impact and New Japan. I think Japan. a more specific case of they got brought back because Triple H felt bad that they told him, basically told him to come back and then they got canned. Yeah, so yeah, I get yeah. that to a point. And they're also but. washed too and it's like, I don't give a fuck about them and it's just whatever. They're Again, they're getting paid, God bless them, they're getting paid a shit ton of money to eat chicken fingers and catering. Like, God bless them, but I, I just don't see the point in bringing people back like Stu Grayson and, you know, if they're going to be in the same role that they were in before, what's even the point? I don't understand that. Um, I don't know. I just, I just don't get it. So, it is what it is, Mister Marcel. We'll see you. Uh, you know what happens next week in AEW. We'll see what happens on Raw next week. Uh, no pay per views coming up except for Backlash um, at the beginning of May. So we got a bit of a break until then, which is nice. No wrestling until then. We'll discuss it when we get to it. Mr. Marceau, great time as always. New episodes every single week, every single Thursday on WrestleRant.com, WrestleRantRadio.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, Podbean, Amazon Music, and Pandora. Rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff is greatly appreciated. Have a great one, Mr. Marceau. I'll catch you rest down the road, brother. Later, man. Adios.